saying is it's it's two and a half hours yeah honestly yeah, or, or it's it's probably two hours but like it, it feels but, like but it felt long though and that's yeah. a problem so that yeah, just dude. means that he just went all out without a proper direction because also um aside from having solid actors i think he also had uh jerry bruckheimer producing so yeah i i, I know bruckheimer had a, a big hand in those like big blockbusters like those legit summer blockbusters Mm -hmm. that everyone used to pack the freaking theaters in i mean and uh it uh it just takes that kind of you know that luck dude to find that story you know and to just be able to guide a story it like like armageddon like for example like yeah we're still still fucking talking about armageddon we're still talking (laughs) about the rock and in those movies like Aside from the corniness and some of the lines, like the shit kind of holds up action wise and just story wise and pacing. You're right. It's weirdly timeless, right? Like, yes. It feels it's, 90s, but it also feels like timeless. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It shouldn't feel like it should feel dated, but it doesn't. Uh, and it's those movies that were written well and, had, like I said, had solid actors. Fucking, you can't get any better. You know, in an, in an action movie with Sean Connery, Ed Harris, and Nick Cage, for God's sake. Oh, dude. Right? The Rock. And then, like, I the, can't believe it, man. The Rock is still And then one you of had those, Michael like, Behind as well, like, you know, in a very short role, but Behind was the man as the fucking lead Navy SEAL. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Um, it was. It was great. The Rock is fucking great. Yeah, that's why Michael Bay, like, he's earned that check. You know what I mean? He's earned that, like, oh, I'm just going to put a movie on Netflix and they're going to let me do whatever I want. And I'm like, cool, okay. Like, it's, I don't like it, but I'm like, fuck it. He, he it's a movie where, like, like um, the stunts are, like, really, like, are practical. So yeah. it's like, you know, his explosions are practical. It, it feels like he's just trying out shit. Like, he he doesn't get to do that a lot in Hollywood anymore, right? No, like, because it's, the, it's all this different. stuff bombs now. Like it's um, like, you know why though? It's it's a change of times, you know. Yeah, that's uh, true. All the explosions and honestly, it was very. It, it had a lot of machismo in it, you know. Yeah. Um. It was very, uh, you know, a, a testosterone driven. Yeah. Just kind look of at like full look, force action. Look at Bad Boys. Like, uh, yeah. Like Bad Boys. To me, in my heart, it holds up. But there's a lot of shit that didn't age well in that movie, you know. And you know, there's yeah, a no, lot of I like, agree. there's like homophobic jokes and shit. And like back then, it was fine because we didn't know better. But it's like now we know better. We're just like, oh, but. You know what I mean? Like in my yeah. heart, it, it was you know what I mean? it's solid, but yeah, exactly. And so it's uh, it doesn't just action in general is yeah. it's a weird it's a weird sense where you don't get a lot of uh, action movies nowadays. Yeah, right? you're right. Like um, we've we've mentioned this a billion times. Uh, it's you need that little bit of genre, 
You know, yeah. you need that you need that little bit of flavor on top of action. Like it's like, it's rare to see uh, you know a, a movie with a lot of fighting in it yeah, anymore. In theaters, yeah, like you know? look at even John Wick. Like John Wick had to build this whole lore around it. You know, it had to yeah. build this whole universe. It couldn't yeah, just you're be right. it like. Like, even the raid, right? Like, look at the raid. It's one guy fighting all these guys in a building. It's still, like, a universe. They did a raid, too. You know? Yeah, it's, and, uh, it, they're few and far between, but when they come out, they're pretty fucking great. Yeah. Um, you know, Dread, the raid, um, uh, there's been others, like, fucking, uh, you, you remember when, uh, which was, uh, what was it, the, the Night Ong Bak one? No, yeah. you remember Ong Bak? Oh, dude, yeah. When Ong Bak came out, that shit was huge, right? But it was always, it wasn't like mainstream like that. You yeah. only knew about it because you were reading the fucking, you know, the sheets. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. you were catching that that uh, that flick on a like an off night at a movie theater. And even till this day, you don't get those action movies anymore like you did back in the mid-90s. Yeah, you're They're right. They're all now very... Um, everything goes to Netflix, it seems like, all the action stuff. Dude, yeah, because, like, look at, um, there's that one, there's, there was some army movie that, like, su- uh, surprised me, because they had, like, Oscar Isaac in it, and I think Ben oh, Affleck was in it, or Yeah, something. um, something six, or, no, yeah, I know which one you're talking like about, It was, like, something though. frontier, or some, something generic like that, but, it, yes. you know what I mean, like, you're right, like, it's that kind of stuff that would normally just go to theaters, like, in January, or something. It's now just like, oh, cool, Netflix in the middle of the summer. You know. Yeah. But speaking of action, though, um, I'm not sure if uh, if you've seen the trailer for this movie called The Tenant. No. Okay. So what's going on with that? One? So that's that's Nolan's new movie. Um, oh, okay. okay. I was able to uh, see the the IMAX preview mm-hmm. um, when I went to go see Star Wars. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, and you know how he had the IMAX preview for The Dark Knight. As well, like in front of like I Am Legend. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it it was the same concept. He gave like, I think it was, uh, how, I forgot what was how it, long like it was. like five or ten minutes? Something yeah, like that, right? of one scene that is just fucking intense. Yeah, um, so what even dude, is that movie? Like, what is I it? I don't know, but it looks, <laughs> it looks super neat because there's some time travel aspect involved. Because if you look at the trailer, like uh, when the action's happening, mm-hmm. it's like somebody can go like – move time backwards and forwards and shit so it's um it's it looks really fucking dope honestly like it, it has a very like matrix feel to it um that is pretty neat because yeah like, nolan let's see what sci-fi has he done he's done um inception he's done right? inception he's done interstellar he's so, done inter- so he's interstellar t- yeah yeah he's tackled like space stuff he's tackled like dream stuff i guess like super mm-hmm. high concept yeah, so, with Memento, for example. Right? Oh, yeah, Memento. There we go. Memento. So, um, and he also did uh, uh, The Following, which was his first movie. I'm not sure if, it, no, if you've no, seen that one. Never yeah, seen that it. one's also a very, like, very Nolan-esque. Um, it's black and white, and it's uh, it's about some guy who thinks he's being followed. And it's it, it's it was, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, honestly. Um, uh, and what else? He, I think he also did the one with Pacino and uh, – and fucking Robin Williams, right? Yeah. Um, oh man, I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, where they're like in like Alaska, um, and they and like they can't get sleep and shit. Yeah. And this guy's killing. It's, oh, I forgot what it's called. Uh, you know, but Nolan, uh, 
he does weird stuff. So like, I don't like everything he does. I'm not one. You know, I really I like haven't seen. I haven't seen his war one that he came out yeah, with, like Dunkirk? that latest one. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like Dunkirk. No. I had no interest in seeing it. I'm like, oh, I'm good, you know? Yeah, I'm good on, like, like white boy war movies. Uh, yeah. You know, just straight up, like, every time I see one of those World War II things, I'm like, you know, there's there's enough war. That know? 1917 <laughs> looks kind of dope, though, from Sam Mendes, the one that just won the Golden Globes and shit. Yeah, because, you know... Um, he what did he do last? It was like Bond, right? He did like yeah, he's doing like Spectre and stuff. Did he do Spectre? Didn't I he? know he's done some? Uh, didn't he do um? Or was it the one before? Was it like Skyfall? I think it was the one he did, right? Yeah, Skyfall. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, and Spectre. He did Spectre though, right? Yeah. And he's doing this next one, right? No, oh, dude, he he did American Beauty. Oh, there we go. So that was the one where I was like, okay, Sam Mendes. Oh, yeah, and he and he did. Road to Perdition, that's a great movie. Oh, dude, I love right? Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition is fucking great. What, what a surprise. Like, I, yeah. I remember uh, I fucking didn't see Jude it. Jude Law was great. Jude yeah. Law was great in it. Tom Hanks was fucking oh, great. Dude, that's where, okay, so that's the first movie I saw Tom Hanks in a different way. You know? Yes, I, like, I've absolutely. Seen him, I've seen him in, like, Forrest Gump and stuff, but I was like, That's Man. still, honestly, his only movie. He He's playing a very different role like know, an, an intense else, guy you yeah know, everything else is very tom hanks you know what i mean but in this one in particular he's definitely very like dark it's a dark tom hanks yeah. and you don't expect it it's a dark movie overall it's a, man. It's a good movie I, yeah i remember yeah, seeing I it on tv i think for the first like when i saw it for the first time and it was just one of those things where i was like road to perdition and i was like cool and i started it and i was in all in with commercials and everything dude yeah that's dope but uh uh, back to Nolan. Uh, <laughs> right, what are you right. saying? Uh, the Tenant, the action movie. Which we, we, we were talking about action um, and how just Nolan has he has a way about things. At times he he can get too like into himself. Yeah. Um, I know you were just saying that you weren't a big fan of Interstellar. Yeah, because it's it's one of those things where like I love the the library, like you know the bookshelf concept. Yeah, like I loved all of that, but then yeah, it, that was great. That was great. Then it gets to the ending, and it's like too high concept, you know. And I'm like, okay, you went one step too far. Uh, and you then, know what it is? Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think that would have been the case, in my opinion, if he didn't add the fluff in the middle. You know, right? So that right. ending, honestly would have been fine and i'm fine with that ending because i actually enjoyed the movie like i liked the movie like mm-hmm. overall but i think for you you would have dug it more if it stayed with that ending but it cut that fluff in yeah, between it took uh, a long time uh, on the other planets you know what i mean yeah it took a long time to get there like and it was it, it's like funny because it, it, it doesn't really do anything for the story yes like it's right? it's all like <laughs> it's building this universe right this it like it turns into like an adventure movie kind he of. was just showing off he was just yeah. like showing off a bunch of shit but i feel like the matt damon thing uh it didn't i mean that i guess it it, it did push the story along but I you could have sh- fucking cut that down major. Yes, you could have cut down the fucking water planet major. I get it, the time span and all that shit. That it was dope. I get it, but you know, it's uh, you want to impress, but you also want to get to the fucking point. Yeah, that <laughs> you know? that was my issue. Like it's it's a long movie, and then you get to the ending where it's like it's so high. Like for me, like I I I was disconnected by that point. 
You know, like at that point, I was ready for it to be over. And then when he starts getting up his own ass with the concept, I was just like, I'm good. I'm good. You're right, man. It's just too much. It's it's also the Dark Knight has given him many free passes. Oh, dude. Yes. So he's just doing any kind of wild shit without any editing. Oh, um, what'd you think of the prestige? I love the prestige. Yeah, the prestige was good. How oh, is like yeah. Insomnia, the movie was called, by the way. Oh, Insomnia. there we go. Okay. Yeah. But the prestige but, was great. Yes, dude. Uh right? it's it's mostly because of the leads, right? Yeah, like, of course. You you had what, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, right? Yes. And I I don't think they've worked together again now that I'm thinking about it. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, it was like, it, it was a rare occasion because I think also at the same time you had another movie coming out about like magicians and shit too right yes yes uh i don't don't remember their name right now because prestige ate it up but yeah right. big like, time it was like, in this weird they little both pocket, came out, right yeah and at first i thought they were the same movie and so i was like <laughs> oh no they're different um <laughs> i forgot fuck i forgot what that movie was called it's gonna fucking kill me i mean but, it doesn't but matter listen, it, it didn't have it didn't have christian bale and fucking hugh jackman in it, it got you know? eight dude it got eight that's all it but, is um but yeah dude action movies dude you know what also i was thinking about action movies hmm. how they're not really remade as often as you would think they should be, right? You have a lot of shitty little action movies that came out in the nineties that you can just bring back on a You're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of brand names that are out there that you could tap again. But you know, I guess action's harder to remake because it's like once you do a thing, you can't do it again in a different way. You know, like isn't that why like Die Hard suffers? Well, I mean Die Hard hasn't been remade. Um, well, so, but like that's why like die. You, my example there is like the sequels. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, like, I not even the sequels could do what I die don't hard like did to again. think about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's that's the um, action but, movie problem. But it's though, true. Right? Um, like, it, I mean, look at Rambo. Uh, what was what was the last one that just came? Oh, out? Oh, Last Blood. I haven't seen it, but I heard it was trash. Yeah, so it's like yeah. you know what else can you do with Rambo? And that's the thing, right? It's like you can't. You can't remake the the action sequence, you know. I guess maybe that's what it is. But he like, did do it in in the fourth one, right? Uh, I, I'm sorry, in the third. No, one? no, no, no. You're right. It was one? the fourth one, the one where he Rambo. made it. He made it ultra violent. Yeah, yeah, dude. That one was fucking dope. And he went back to the forest, which was mad cliche, right? right? But it, it's the only. You know why though? It's the and he realized it too. It's the only space where Rambo really works. Yeah, isn't isn't that kind of setting? Like for example, in First Blood, which is in a fantastic fucking movie, um, he he's in the woods. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, and and Rambo's like super emotional. So like yeah. I guess with part four, he just kind of stripped that away. It was like no, let's let's go in the other direction, right? Where it's like let's let's focus on the fighting part more so than like the man going through this. Fuck yeah. I mean, it had a, a, a death count yeah. of like over a hundred. Yeah, like dude. It's, it's, I guess, right. Is that the way to remake action movies? Did Stallone figure it out? It's just, you, you do it. Just like crank up the violence. Oh man. Um, yes, but you, <laughs> but you have to know where to put it. Yeah. You know I mean, that's because true. too much of it will just kind of kill it. You know, you, you definitely got to know where, where to stick the gore and the violence and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of remakes, uh, yeah. we just heard the news that uh, um, what's his face, the director of It Chapter yeah. Two, Andy Muschietti, um, he's gonna remake The Howling. Yes, like uh, speak uh, according to a report from the Hashtag Show, he um, 
Oh, sorry. I think I'm away from the mic. Yeah, uh, he is de- confirmed he's developing a remake of The Howling. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that's a, it's a 19, like, it's a novel from the 70s that, like, uh. Alright, so it? this like, is, uh, this is a quick synopsis of The Howling. Yeah, In Los Angeles, a television journalist uh, is traumatized in the course of aiding the police in their arrest of a serial murderer. Her doctor recommends that she attend an isolated psychiatric retreat. Um, but while Karen is undergoing therapy, her colleague investigates the bizarre circumstances surrounding her shock. And when his work leads him to suspect the supernatural, he begins to fear for Karen's life. So I've seen The Howling, the original one. It's, um, it's a weird little movie. Um, yeah, it's uh, directed by um, what was his name? Dante, right? Like, yeah, Joe Dante. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's um, it's cool in terms of uh, the special effects, right? Because of the werewolves and shit like that. But I don't need to see a new one. I I, I don't know why or who decided. Hey, let's make another howling movie. I mean, it's clearly Muschietti, who's. It seems like he's the driving force because, like. Why would you develop it unless, you know, like, yeah, why would you do but, it? I mean, you just came off of It Chapter 2. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to do your own kind of, listen, you've earned a free pass where you can kind of, you know, experiment and fuck up and just keep going with the howling after that. You know what I mean? Like, why not, you know, do something crazy? Like, for instance, uh, the director of um, of Kong Skull Island, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's making his, like, this original monster movie. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, Kong Skull Island was pretty fucking dope. Dude, I love uh, that movie. Yeah, I have faith that if he's making a monster movie, fuck it. Like, I'm down. He did a good job with Kong, right? Yeah, because he – I guess he, like, figured out it was going to be cheesy. So, he like – he. it was very – it towed that line where it's, like, it was just, like, everything was just heightened enough to where you knew the movie knew. Where it's like, oh, it, it knows it's a little bit goofy, you know, because it's a giant gorilla. Like, what, what else are you going to do? You know? Yeah, so exactly. Like, have fun with it. Exactly. So, um, but I just, I, I mean, Andy Muschietti, he, you know, again, he gets a free card because of it. He did a, such a good job with it that I'm just, I'm surprised he didn't want to do something of his own work, maybe, yeah, but maybe the howling was his dream one all, all along, and the, and he had to prove it with it. You know? yeah, I mean, it's it's coming to Netflix, so uh, I mean, oh, it's he, a Netflix one, yeah. So I guess maybe this is just a little project. He, you're right, like maybe he just wants to do it, and Netflix was like, "Cool, okay, yeah, exactly," because then they can say, "Oh." From the director of It Chapter 2. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? So, of the new It Saga. So, th- they can push that hardcore. Oh, dude. Um, you know Netflix was like, oh, yes. You want to do what? I don't care what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, they were creaming <laughs> all over the pants for that one. <laughs> but, dude, uh, yeah. welcome, folks, to uh, episode 18 of the official Corpse Feed podcast, The Morgue. And uh, with me, uh, as always, um, the last, uh, what, 18 plus weeks, it's been... Uh, my man, Nick Valdez from comicbook.com. Howdy, What's up, everybody. Tex? Howdy. Uh, we're in the new decade, Arturo, the 2020s. The fucking roaring 20s, right? <laughs> um, and uh, I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. Um, and we're just talking about that new movie that um, Andy Muschietti's next project uh, is going to be the remake of The Howling. Um, you know, I'm down for it. Because, you know, it should be interesting, but 
I'm not really like I wasn't craving another Howling movie, you know. Yeah, I mean, if like out of all the movies you're doing from like Joe Dante, like I mean, you just skip Gremlins, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, why not do a Gremlins remake? You know, you could definitely do like a Gremlin show for Netflix. You know, Netflix would love that too. You know, just like a little eight episode Gremlin show, and then we're done with it forever. Dude, um, what what studio was Gremlins under? Oh man, I don't even know. Because yeah, uh, I'm speaking, just saying, Disney, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> get, get, get going, dude. Speaking of uh, studios, um, we uh, or before we get to the movie today, uh, so we were. I was watching. We, they showed trailers for The Grudge, which, um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't mean to spoil it that we're going to talk about it. I guess. The, whatever it's, it's not much of a spoiler um. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah they saw the episode title yeah so yeah one of the movies was like orion and i was like holy shit <laughs> orion yeah dude orion i uh, have no idea what that is hold on I, you remember orion mgm pictures remember fucking oh yes oh yes the studio orion i yeah. totally had a brain fart yeah no like, no space shit i never heard of this movie no no dude no but yes, Orion is back, and that's super nostalgic. Yeah, because when the logo came out, like the the aspect ratio adjusted to the fucking the standard, and I was yeah. like, "Holy shit, Orion!" I forgot what movie it was for, but I, I saw the logo. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was uh, I was surprised that Orion is actually uh, back on the map. It's been a long time. It was um, it's some oh, horror movie because it was for all Gretel and Hansel. Yes, there we go. And yeah. you know what, too? They're responsible for the new Bill and Ted movie coming up. Oh, okay. That's going to look good then. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're on the way back. Cause... And then supposedly they're doing a remake of Night of the Comet. Ooh, I like Night okay. of the Comet. So okay. I'm down for a remake of Night of the Comet. So. Dude, it's, Gretel and Hansel doesn't look too bad either. Dude, it looks, it looks really creepy. It looks dark. I'm down for it. It yeah, has, a, it has um, you know, Barb. Right. Right. Yeah. Because I guess because they, you know, we know the story, so I guess they were like, "What can we do?" And they went really weird with it. It looks like like super satanic. Dude, I love it. Fucking witches, <laughs> and the fact that they that they chose Gretel and Hansel instead of Hansel and Gretel is great. Right. I like that twist. I like the fact that they got a, a very talented young actress. Yes, uh, you, you might know her from the It movies. Uh, we were just talking about it, and like the minute I saw her, I'm like, okay, this has. A chance to be promising because you know when, like we were, we've spoken before about like young actors these days, mm-hmm. they seem to be making the right choices and especially the good ones. Yes, you know. So um, I'm excited to see what you know she can pull off because it seems that the movie will be falling on her shoulders in terms of um, yeah, kind of ha- you know she's gonna, the she's weight gonna, of everything. Yes, yeah, she's really gonna need to pull in some like she's gonna need to do it. She's gonna need to go for it and. I mean, she's young and hungry, so I'm like, yeah. hey, I want to see what I, kind of performance that yeah, is, right? I got faith. And uh, that uh, that woman playing the witch, who, I'm not sure who that is, um, but uh, she's looks like she's doing a good fucking job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the trailer's full of, like, wild-ass visuals and shit, so I'm hoping they just go weird. Because it's like, we already know she's a witch that's going to eat them. So it's like, it would, yeah, because it's like, what can you do? What, what do you well, do? We'll find out at the end of the month. Uh, it comes <laughs> right. out on January 31st. So. I mean, look, I guess I went on this detour because it's way more interesting than uh, what we're talking about right now. <laughs> so, oh, uh, I know the grudge, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, we have uh, – we got some decent movies this month at least that will make up for the grudge. Hopefully uh, 
we have, I think, Atlers comes out this month. You remember the the trailer for Atlers? Yeah, that's produced by Del Toro, I think. Is it Del Toro? He's. I know his name's attached as like an executive producer or something. Oh, so you know the the effects are going to be practical and fucking great. Yeah, like at least if in it's all the Wendigo monster design or whatever. So I'm hoping that means it's fucking good. Like you really you really can't mess that one up. Yeah, the trailer um fucking looked super gory. So if the trailer showed that much, you know, gore in it and that much horror in it, I'm pretty stoked about that. And I'm sorry, it comes out in April, but uh, we have um a good slate of movies coming out, which we'll talk about down the line this month. Um, talk about all the horror that's coming out this year, um, all the cool shit, all the remakes. There's some weird ones in there, but uh, today we're uh. Going to be talking about uh, the remake, another remake, Tex. Mm-hmm. Here mm-hmm. we go with this shit. I know. Um, uh, the remake for The Grudge. Um, let's... Um, I know. Let's, I thought I thought we left that shit in the 2010s, Oturo. Dude, I, <laughs> we left it back with Buffy back in 04. Oh, dude, where? And uh, we never looked back since. But here we are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, in twenty twenty, the first horror, the first big horror movie oh, of man. the year, mm-hmm. right, is yeah. uh, a remake of The Grudge. Um, uh, Tex, what did you think of the original? You've seen the original, right? What did you think? About yes, because there's like there's like five grudges, I think. Right? Well, Cause, it, yeah, because they have a bunch of sequels. Yeah, right? yeah. But just in terms of the original Juan, right? Oh, dude. Okay, so it's it's mad boring, dude. Like. And, like, I just have to outright say it. Like, it's, it's, it feels like it's made in, what was it? It was, like, 2002 or something. Was it, it 02? Yeah, I think. I it mean, looks terrible. It's, it's definitely, like, definitely dated. And it's stiff. Like, it's all the, you know, when you watch a, a Japanese horror movie, it, you, you've come to expect certain things that we, we all kind of forgive, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Cause I guess it's like cultural differences. It's like, they find stuff scarier than we do. And, and like, we find certain things scarier than they do. And I mean, the concept in itself, it's like all ancestral anger. So I, it's different from us, you know, in terms of that. And it's like, it's told, it's broken up into these stories you know, yeah, yeah, and it's very. It feels very choppy, and it's very like slow. And yeah, it's it's so it's broken down into the story, which uh, then later on down the line um, interconnects. Yeah, at, at the end, all the characters kind of just you know they've they they're in the same setting. Um, finally, at the end, mm-hmm. um, but it's um it's boring. Uh, yeah. It doesn't look good. It looks like uh, an old kind of soap opera or like bad '90s movie. Um, I don't like the makeup they used. You know, the little gray kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do like though um, that you know that patented grudge sound that you get that yeah. uh, that little um, the little gargle or the little, yeah that moan like a- gargle thing a majigger that mm-hmm. you hear. Um, that honestly is the creepiest part of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I am glad that um, this most recent one gave us some more gore um, to keep us, you know, at least a little entertained in the movie. Right. Um, but that old one and this new one kind of 
have the same feeling where yes. um, it, it's told in in the same way a little bit where it goes by years. So pretty much the grudge is a haunting, right? It's a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in the new one, let's let's start breaking it down a little bit. So in the new one, you get this woman in the first scene who wants to go home. So she's coming out of this house, which if you've seen the original Juon, that's mm-hmm. the house and the original. So that's the connection of the universe. Yeah, and so that's this is you like a, a sequel, I guess, <laughs> to the original one then, right? Like, I think um, so. I, I think it's, it's – I think – it's a sequel, yes, because they mention the detective, yeah, um, from the first one. So it, they do a good job of kind of um, connecting things a little bit, which is uh, which I thought um, could have gotten out of hand because they were jumping back and forth quite a bit mm-hmm. um, since uh, they were just telling the story of everyone that stepped foot in this one particular house. Mm-hmm. So um, and then. It was a detective who who was at a crime scene who then has to read um you know reports about the past. So um it goes back to one year where the house is being sold and then who owned the house originally and then the other person who bought the house from the real yeah, estate guys. It's, um I think it was one layer too many. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they tried to do too much, but I think they did a decent job at least. Of keeping everything together, you know, yeah, it was like, it was easy to follow. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. I didn't get lost, and you could have gotten lost. They did a good job of establishing the characters enough to 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 make you kind of aware of what's going on and who's who. So that's something that uh, this one did better than the original, in my opinion. I agree. Um, and and the original, you just had a lot going on. Like you, you had a lot of characters, a lot of movement going on, a lot of back and forth, and you never really. Um, absorbed any of those stories and, and the sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, the new one did a way better job of kind of getting you involved in it and, um, and, and making you invested in it. Um, it wasn't it wasn't great by any means. I'm glad it was short. Uh, was I'm, it short? Oh, I felt so yeah, long, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, you know why it felt so long because. Um, you knew what was eventually going to happen, right? Yeah, I so think that's why I was you like, you know, this woman's curse. So you're just kind of waiting for some shit to go down, and yeah. it gets prolonged and prolonged and prolonged. And with the flashbacks, the the eventual demise gets prolonged, right? So it feels yeah. a little longer because it's of all that. like it's all stacked up at the end. Like, yes, we didn't get yeah. any any kills really in the middle. It no, was- it was all towards the end. Um, there weren't many bloody scenes, but when you did get bloody scenes, you got fucking bloody scenes, which I really liked. Um, that's what kept me engaged in this yeah. movie, honestly. It's um, creative, it's, right? Like, it's yeah. creative in, like, um, I, I liked the corpses, too. Uh, like yes. The, the corpses were really contorted and, like, or they were decayed to the point where it's, like, maggots and bugs and everything yeah. was gross. Yeah. It, it looked really good. It, it, it looked good when that lady was ch- chopping off her fingers. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, oh, and shout out to uh, – what's her name from the Insidious series? Right? Dude, she's banking it, dude. Like, if you know – if you need an elderly woman who could – do all that stuff like she's who's, the one you who's willing to do anything and everything for her <laughs> yeah, you know word. who to call it was it was fucking gnarly when she stuck her hand in that uh, in her fucking mouth remember mm-hmm. when she came into the house man so they did a good job of, of showing you that gore but i think that's the only thing that really 
kept this thing afloat. You know, they missed an opportunity with the acting. I wish, I mean, everything, it was very bland. So oh, everyone, you- everyone played their part. So you kind of don't, it all fell together in a way where there was no standout, you know? Yeah, and I, there, was, there was no room to like, to play around in it, right? Yeah, and I think it's a missed opportunity being uh, in the circumstance and the predicament that this fucking detective is in. Like, dude, yeah. like, you just found out you're fucking cursed. You know, like, let's... I wish they would have focused more on on her story, right? Like, mm. it, it would have been cool for her to find out what happened exactly, you know, in quick little flashbacks about that house. But then just focus on her and how she's getting through this shit. Like, knowing that at any moment she can fucking die. She has this kid she has to take care of. You know, it's a new location for her. Like, she just went through some shit. Her husband had a cancer, you know. Like, they missed an opportunity in focusing on the real story here, which was this detective who just moved to this town with her kid and is fucking walked into a haunted house. Yeah, you know? see, I feel the opposite, Arturo. I feel yeah. like that's the extra layer that I don't want. I like, I feel cheated because I feel like we could have got a good John Cho movie. You know, like, ah, you I fell really into the real estate agent story. Yes, didn't you? I really like that story. <laughs> um. It was good. I, I admit it was good, especially yeah, when they, they gave them an extra layer for what ends up being no reason, right? With like the baby. And that's yeah, something I yeah. definitely would have wanted to play around more. You know, but, and yeah. Like, but also like John Cho feels um like a core of it because he's the one that connects yes. the old owners to the new owners. So yes, it, it, so in in sense, we can say there are two movies here that mm-hmm. They could have made, you know what I mean? They could have made this, the grudge, right, with the cop and then have their prequel with John Cho. Yes, yes, you're right. that would have made a whole lot of sense. And then they would have, um, the movie would have had, you know, some fluff in it, but you don't have to really extend the length of it. It, it, It's all there, honestly. You're right, though. Like, if they wanted to do, yeah, if they wanted to do both. Like, what they, like, I mean, this is just spitballing, where it's like, you can do the detective story, but then as she finds out, then we go into the flashback, and then we follow the flashback for, like, I don't know, half an hour, right? Yeah. And then after that, then it's all detective action, and from there, yeah. it's like, oh, we know it's fucked up in there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, they just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know? Um, But you're right, I wish they would have had that, like, big chunk in the middle where you got like a cool backstory of everything mm-hmm. and then like you're back in the present like oh shit like it, it was just her reading like a report you know yeah <laughs> yeah because then like this the remake complicates it like it, it keeps adding stories on top of like you know because it's like i guess it, it's like the original one like you said where it's just like a bunch of different stories so i yeah. guess with the new one they felt like they had to add that other the detective's partner who like went went wild because he saw the curse or whatever and then, you know, uh, what was it? Didn't you have... It's funny. The, the that her- guy was the bad guy from fucking Die Hard 2 who does yes. a karate in the nude. <laughs> I'm like, look at this fucking guy. How far you've come, buddy. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. But yeah, like, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, yeah. And like, you have his story about like his mom and like all that stuff. I'm like, why do we... Why are we getting this? You yeah, know? that that's extra fluff you don't need, you yeah. know? Unless, unless you're going to do... Um, a haunting type of deal. Yes. You know? Where it follows each and every one of them. I thought that's what we were going to get, right? Yeah, because then it's all fluff. You yeah. know? And then, 
On top of that, the fluff, like, uh, speak, uh, jumping on fluff, you know, where it's like we get the, the explanation in the beginning, you know, where it's like highlighting the words curse and death in red. And then, oh, yeah, that's so fucking corny. And then you get her dream sequence where you hear him explain it again. And then, you know, then you get the, 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 the voices, like the flashback in her head for a, a thing she didn't hear, where it's like, uh, oh, in this house, it's all the past and the present, everyone who comes in and leaves and all that stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? Here? And then <laughs> it was weird too how, like, the, that old couple, like, they knew the house was kind of fucked up and haunted. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, we decided, you know, this is uh, – we felt like this was a place where, you know, the world's connecting, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, dude, it's fucking haunted. You're going to die. And see, <laughs> that's a fun idea too, right? Where you it's know? like – it sounds like a fun idea where it's like they willingly go there because they think it's like good spirits. Again, this can be a nice little insidious type universe where yes, yes. Um, they can spawn off all these little movies based off these stories. Oh, dude, um, I think you nailed it. Like this guy uh, – I. I don't know the director. I don't think he's done anything. Um, anything no, he big. hasn't done anything major. He wanted to be a James Wan type. You know, like this was his this was his Insidious. You know, yeah, You're right. dude. Or like like this could have been like a like a Netflix miniseries. You know, uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Perfect. You could make like grudge stories. Of anybody who sets foot in that location. Story one, episode one, episode two is the next story, episode three, and then maybe have an episode where they all meet together, like the real estate guy, you know? Um, it's like, uh, like haunting you know, a hill house at Jace, right? Yeah, dude, they have to pay us for this shit, bro. <laughs> I mean, it, that's I guess that's what sucks the most about it, Artero, where it's like there's a lot of cool ideas, but there are too many ideas. Yeah, there are too many ideas, but that's why you got to make the smaller ideas. Like, it's possible to make a good horror movie on a small budget. Mm -hmm. So, like, horror is one of those genres that is definitely, um, you know, doable on a smaller budget, on the indie budget, as you can say, um, and compared to, like, you know, know, action movies and sci-fi movies and shit like that, you know? Right, I agree. Like, I think there's um, a missed opportunity of not – taking these small budgets, you know, and like, you know, making a story out of it, you know, and yeah. just using the good practical effects because they did display some good practical effects in this movie. Agreed. You know, um, and it's right there. But um, like, I guess to wrap it all up in this kind of, because this movie kind of is whack anyway, talk about it so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I guess. To wrap it all up, yeah. like, I just wish they would have, like they had good ideas but they tied it all together the wrong way they should have split up all the stories to make it not more digestible but just more entertaining you know because there were some missed opportunities like we said like that moment with the baby you know like that's crazy and then the fact that he fucking stabs her in in the gut and then we don't get it like we we don't see that like we don't get to it when he turned and stabbed her, I was like, oh, shit. You know, that's fucking – that's crazy. Um, so it's um, – Wait, Arturo, it's, uh, just to detour this real quick. Has yeah. there been a scene where a baby rips itself out of a, of a, of a mother, like a pregnant uh, lady? Um, I mean, I've seen this Masters of Horror where this, where this, uh, this chick had uh, sex with the devil. Mm-hmm. And then she was expecting a baby. Her, her dad took her to, like, this abortion clinic uh, to get the baby out. But then the, the baby, like, you know, wasn't having any of it because it's, it's the devil's baby. And just kind of, like, not ripped out of her, but just kind of, you know, it, yeah, it did rip out of her. 
Um, uh, also, um, in Aliens versus Predators Requiem, there's a scene in the hospital where, oh, the, uh, yeah. where the predators uh, take all these babies from the pregnant women, and then like you see this gnarly like visual of like this like w- woman's rib cage opened up and her belly opened up, which was uh. fucking, which honestly was way more than I expected to see in that movie, <laughs> and and that's the only real thing I remember from that movie because of that visual. I'm like, whoa, I didn't expect that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, see, um, that's, that's another thing. If I were writing the grudge, uh, like the grudge spirit would come out of the belly, and it'd just be like a hallucination. You know I mean? <laughs> That'd be dope. And then uh, let, let's see, like um, there's some other gnarly ones, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to, sure. I mean, yeah, just to get us <laughs> get us back on track. Sorry, Arturo. Um, um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. You would know, you talking about uh, <laughs> killing kids again? <laughs> pay for it, wait for it, or stay away from it, Arturo. What do you What do you uh, say? I mean, I would wait for it when it gets on TV. You can watch on like Sci Fi Channel or something. One of those slow like Sundays. I agree, Arthur. Um, Completely. It's agree. one of those movies. It's not terrible, you know. Um, I would watch it again on TV one Sunday when it's playing on Sci Fi or or the movie channels. Fuck it, I'll watch it again. You know. Yeah, because um, there's there's good gore, but it's not like dude anything the you gore need to is censor. Awesome. Let's yeah. talk about the gore real quick. Uh, before yeah, we, yeah. Uh, Let's go for it. Before we end this conversation. That that scene where the uh uh where the insidious lady jumps off the the staircase. Oh yeah, that was good. And just fucking like it's great. Like they it definitely didn't hold back. They understood their rated R. So they were like, fuck it, we're rated R, let's do this. So I really respected that um aspect in terms of the filmmaking. They they knew the story itself wasn't crazy dark, mm-hmm. but they're like, fuck it. Let's add this gore into it to kind of accentuate the fact that this story is a little lame. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah. Like uh, when she jumps out of the – when she jumps off the stairs, uh, she like, they, they show her banging her head and like falling into a pool of blood. Um, yeah, dude. She fucking like a- cracked her head open on, the, uh, like on a rail and then she broke her leg and then you see her – like face crack open and yeah, stuff she like basically that. like explodes and and then when that lady gets in the car accident like you see the arm bust open like, oh that's, dude it's completely gnarly. unnecessary right but it's it's appreciated it's unnecessary but it's appreciated because it actually shows how like hardcore these ghosts or this curse is you know mm-hmm. <laughs> because um you never got that sense in the original one that like that yes they were there to kill you but now you get to see how far they'll go to get the job done, which I think is always pretty cool to see in a horror movie, the lengths the antagonist will go to get the job done. Exactly. Um, and the gore, like I mentioned before, uh, her like slicing off her fingers and then the knife in her husband's like neck was gnarly. You see the blood's coming out. The The accident scene over there, you get also those cool – that cool visual of – um. That flashback dream uh, yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Of that old lady's husband too, that's uh, sitting in that chair all rotten and shit. Yeah. Good, that was dope. Just good corpses. Like, yeah, you know, all for, around. Corpse feed, I, I mean, we got to highlight the corpses, right? Like, yeah, good, dude. good corpses. Yeah. That's the only reason, like, it got a six. It was going to be a four. But, <laughs> the, you, know, you know, the gore and the use of gore was very impactful. Like, it, it, when, um, like we mentioned, John Cho when he, you know, he fucking stabs his wife in the gut, and um, that uh, scene where the mother was the mother, the mother, um, yeah, she drowns her daughter in the bathtub, and then she 
is like pushing her head down so hard that she yeah. bashes her teeth in on yeah. the tub, dude. I was like, oh man, that's See, fucking gnarly, dude. It, it, it's it's some <laughs> it's a director who obviously appreciates having an R, where it's, where he's like, fuck it, like you. PG thirteen, you you could have accomplished the, the drowning easily, right? I, yeah. I could I could see a bunch of these like things where PG thirteen they could have done, but no, this guy was like, no, let's let's make it R, let's throw blood in. And yeah, dude, we have this R rating, let's take advantage of it. So like, I respect that fact. Um, respect that, it totally. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Especially in horror, like they knew exactly what we wanted to see like oh yeah and the guy cutting out his eyes ah good stuff (laughs) dude oh yeah i'm telling you man it's uh they did a good job with that and the infamous um uh head in the back of the hair thing oh um, yeah uh, that looks good compared to the original compared to the original that's nothing the original sucks (laughs) it it really does it's one of those things where it's like you i appreciate the idea but then, like, out of the two between it and the ring, like, I hate, Ringu, whatever the fuck. I know. Was. I hate that I wasted my time watching it, honestly. Yeah, me too. I watched it for you guys out there. <laughs> so we can have an intelligent conversation yeah. about, <laughs> about this franchise and how terrible it is. Um, but, but, yeah, but fuck this movie. Um, <laughs> we had a little, yeah, we had a little hiatus, right? We had a couple mm-hmm. weeks off, which is great. Um, I saw some cool stuff, man. During the holidays, besides you know, Jingle All the Way and Home Alone and all that cool stuff, um, I got to uh, to see that um, FX and BBC remake of The Christmas Carol with Guy Pierce. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and it was definitely a darker fucking take, dude. It uh, you really got a sense of why Scrooge was fucked up. So apparently, you see a flashback scene during the Ghost of um, of Christmas Past, right, mm-hmm. where. He's at this boarding school, right? And then uh, everyone goes home for Christmas except for him because we find out his parents don't – his dad doesn't want him coming home, right? So he has to stay with this like headmaster there who isn't really a nice guy and abuses him, you know? Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, his sister comes around one Christmas while the headmaster was trying to like – you know, be like, oh, you can sleep with me tonight. You don't have to be alone. That fucking gross shit, right? So his sister shows up. She was like, oh, our father has died and blah, blah, blah. So this is, we're doing something different. We're here to get um, um Ebenezer, right? And uh, so she tells Ebenezer to go to the carriage. And she goes like, listen, we are doing it like this now. We know what's going on in here. Um, Apparently... She admits that the father had pretty much financed the school by letting him do whatever he wanted to Ebenezer. Like the master, the headmaster. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was really fucked up. And uh, that fucked him up for life. Like he was like emotionless and cold um, ever since that. So like it all, all that stuff hit well. Like it didn't seem like it was just being edgy to be edgy. No, dude, like just everything was done really well because of, uh, just Guy Pierce was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really good. Obviously, he's a good actor. Um, he he gave you this different kind of Ebenezer, you know, 
Um, it wasn't like a modern take, but it was a more fleshed out take. It wasn't that, that old humbug kind of, you know, like old guy shit. Like this guy had a lot of depth to him and, um, they go back and show you all the, like, like all the mistakes he made and like what made him like the way he is. And, um, it was, it's long. It's like over three hours if you watch it with commercials. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, um, it's cool. It's cool. The, the take they took, it's, um, it's really digestible and it's, it's cool to see how they can do all the dark stuff without really like making it like a B movie kind of Christmas yeah, shit, you know? Yeah, because that's what I was wondering about. Because <laughs> like it, it sounds like they basically, if you treat it as like a mini series, you know, like the It movie. Yes, like yeah, the exactly. One where it's like it's a movie, but it's it's a it's a show. I was wondering if it was like that's why I was like, is it edgy? Is it like too just because it's like oh, it's a dark Ebenezer Scrooge, it's dark Christmas? No, it's character, um, you know? like it, it's dark, but it's appropriate dark. It's mature dark. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, it's, um, okay. Like it's dark for a good reason because okay. like this, it, it just felt like the story of this dude had to be told in this way right. because like you don't know why this old man is always so fucked up and why he's so cheap and shit like that. But um, this one breaks it down like you know hardcore, and it's it's it was pretty dope. So someone had a good idea then. It someone had like- a good idea, man, and they you know brought in Guy Pierce into it, and it, it was cool because Andy Circus played the Ghost of Christmas Past. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, like okay. So that was dope. Um, so it was and, a big uh, deal then. Okay. Yeah, dude, it was. A, it had a good production budget for sure. Dope. Like everything looked great, but yeah, Christmas Carol, that was great, man. Um, I saw a whole bunch of Krampus. I, I saw Krampus like twice, <laughs> two or three times. It's good, man. Um, shit, man. How about you? You see anything cool, man? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot. I've been catching up on like the award stuff. Uh, yeah, mostly just because you know it's it's. I like to do it at the end of the year. I missed a lot of movies this year. I found out like. I like I think I make my way I make time to like see the horror movies for our talks here but like yeah. I've yet like I finally saw Frozen 2 uh Frozen 2's dope it, Frozen 2 is fantastic It's so good um I don't know where the complaints came from I saw people complaining about it and What are they I, complaining about? I don't know like you're saying oh like, it, it doesn't hit right or something but I no, get that No they but. don't fucking hit right all right <laughs> Yeah, like, I was in, dude. Like, I... I don't know what they're hitting, but Frozen 2 was fucking dope. Yeah, like, they somehow topped, like, the Let It Go sequence, like, with, like, this even wilder visual, like, spectacle shit, and she even has, like, a... You know where she does the physical transformation? Yep. They found out, like, it's like, oh, we can undo her braid this time, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so I know, it's like, oh my god, Elsa... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like uh, we gotta, Elsa. We gotta we gotta censor ourselves here before we get uh, strangely savage. But like me, especially. Uh. Listen, Elsa's a spirit. Elsa's a spirit. A spirit of uh, the forest. Yeah, like which it's, is fucking. Yeah, yeah that's they, cool. They added like this universe. Like we were just talking about like universes earlier, and now it's like this fantasy adventure. Like, and I'm very happy too that uh, they made Anna the queen. Oh, Which is dude. great. Yeah, that's a good Because move. she gets some cred finally, right? It's like, dude, shit. Word. It's about time little sister gets some cred. And she's it was all great. about Elsa, Elsa, Elsa. Oh, man, they they have a bunch of good scenes together, too, where she's like, uh, like she's like crying and like, you know, she's worried about Elsa and shit. And I'm like, man. And then Olaf even grew up a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Olaf scenes oh, were great. Dude, like. Samantha? It's, yeah, it's a. <laughs> 
it's a good movie. I don't get the problem. Yeah. I want I want Frozen Three. Like I give me more. Yeah, I can't this, wait for Frozen Three. I can't give me wait for more this shit. action adventure shit. Like do it. I want it. Um, like where she has that fight in the ocean where she's like, yeah, with the stallion and with the water horse. Yeah. It's so cool. It it looked fantastic. Yeah. Oh, the water dude. Yeah. They did a good job with that. So, you know what? They learned from Moana for sure. Because Moana helped them like perfect that water shit. You know what? You're right, Arturo. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Like that's right. Oh, dude. And they use all their techniques and it's a colorful movie. It's not just white and blue anymore. Yeah, man. It's great. I love it. And uh, what else did I see? I saw... Um, oh, the Joker. You finally saw a Joker, right? Yes, I saw Joker. And... What'd you think? Oh, man. Like, I was telling you that every time I... Like, I tried to watch the movie, like, four times before I finally, like, sat through it. <laughs> like, each time, like, the first three times, I saw, like, ten minutes. And I was like, man, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the beginning's a little deep, man. The beginning's deep, a little slow, a little deep. Yeah. Um, and can turn you off if you're not in the right state of mind. You know what yeah, I mean? But uh, it's um, it gets to a point, though, where, you know, shit starts cooking, though, right? Yeah, it's like an hour in, then it suddenly it clicks, right? Like, I th- when he finally takes his steps towards becoming, like, the actual Joker, I yes. think that was my thing. I didn't like the Arthur Fleck stuff, but I like the Joker stuff. Like, yeah, but you had to get through the Arthur Fleck stuff to get to the Joker stuff, yeah, though, right? Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. Of that like you gotta take you know the good with the bad with that one because that's how he becomes a Joker. Yeah. So like, like I I get it though. It's because Fleck is such like a not diminutive, but like just just you feel sorry for him, you know. So he he gets beat up in the beginning yeah, and like, you feel sorry for him no yeah like, i was wondering where they were going with that yeah yeah and then like you see how he lives and like you you know he's a little like not really there so you get the, these empathetic feelings for him which then makes you side with him when he kind of flips the switch yeah but even then he's not like he like i I'm glad they drew a line too, because he's not quite like someone you want to follow either. You know what I mean? No, like he's no, not an exactly. inspiration by any means. Like every time no. he does something, it's it's a little bit like odd. It's a little bit like, ooh, you shouldn't. You know what I mean? Especially when he kills yeah. the three guys. Like, yeah, like I mean, like even when he's in the hospital, right? And, he's, like, and the fucking gun falls out his pocket. It's like, like what are you thinking, dude? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're in a hospital. Like put it in your bag or something. Um, but you see how like how just weird he is in terms of his state of mind, how he's just in a children's hospital, you know, doing his clown shtick, and then the fucking gun falls out. And then, as you were mentioning as well, in the train station, right? Yeah. Where he shoots those guys, he it, it's it's like a hesitation to it, where he's like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, but fuck it, let me just shoot these guys, because they're a bunch of pricks. Yeah, and like, I, I get why people love Joaquin Phoenix so much, because like, the movie itself... Like, it, it was my fear going in. Like, I remember we talked about this. I don't know if we ever got it on the show, but um, where it's like I was worried that, like, it was an actor-driven movie. Yeah. Know, when it's, like, yeah, with the, no story and just acting. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's kind of a problem. Like, uh, the dialogue's really bad in a lot of places. Like, he says a lot of lines where it's like, I thought my life was a truth. Or it's like... It's a comedy, and I'm just yeah, you know. But they had to have those lines. Yeah, but at the those same, are the money lines, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's like the stuff for the trailers and stuff, and I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, Joaquin Felix does deserve the credit for like saying that shit. 
you know, and like just getting away with it where I was like, yeah. I rolled my eyes a little bit, but I didn't think about it too much, you know, and it's that kind of thing where it's like, I get why he's getting all the awards recognition. Like he won the Golden Globe. I yeah, I know he yeah. did. Good. And it's, it's deserved because like, and I get why people want a sequel. It's because they want to see his Joker. If you think back on it, you're like, oh, he's literally holding back his performance. But I'm like, I want to see the full performance, you know? Yeah, but he has to, I, I think, uh, like, I get what you're saying, but I think he has to get to that point where yeah, where where crime and killing is just, like, a common thing, you know? Yeah, I um, get, like, it's, yeah. it's a thing where it's like, I know I have to eat my vegetables before the dessert. Yeah. And I don't want to eat the vegetables. <laughs> there's a sequel. Um, there's a sequel being talked about. I think it's is it greenlit already, or they're just I, I writing think, the scripts. Yeah, I think they're they're talking about it. But it, after how much money it made and the awards, like, and it's a DC movie. It's not like it's just a movie. I know, know it's a DC movie. Yeah. Yeah. So they are going to do a Joker too. But it's like, what do you? Okay, Arturo, what would you do with the Joker too? Like, if you had your if you had your way about it, what what do you um, think it needs to do? All right, so all right, so first it has to establish the universe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's gonna have to uh, establish uh, the universe that it's in because it made it quite clear that it was because of Joker's um anarchy and the people that you know follow the Joker's anarchy um is how Batman was born, right? Mm-hmm. So they show how his parents get killed, like the Waynes. Bruce Wayne gets killed because Bruce Wayne's a, a prick, apparently, right? I mean, uh, 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 not Bruce. What's his dad's name again? Uh, <laughs> fucking Wayne Senior. Whatever his name. Yeah, is. Yeah, whatever um, his, name his name is. I keep wanting to like it's not Norman. It's like it's not Norman. Like, it's not Osborne. Yeah, I was like that's Norman Osborne. It's um, like something. Like, it's not Martha Wayne. That's the <laughs> that's his mom. It's like his dad's Martha too. Yeah, Martha. Martha. Why did you say Martha? <laughs> but oh, um, Thomas Wayne. Yeah, there we go. Tom. Yeah, Wayne. Thomas Wayne. So it showed how much uh, of a fucking dickhead he is, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of um, saw that you know rich and poor kind of thing going on. So you know that it's because of this the Batman is born, but. Question is now, are we working in the same universe as the Robert Pattinson Batman, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it can make sense because of the timeline, but that would make Joker an older man when they meet up, right? You can do that with movie makeup. You know, they can get away with it. And, like, Joaquin Phoenix can probably play, like, an older version of his character. Joaquin looks old sometimes even, too. Like, even just look at him in the Golden Globes. Like, he just looks old. He can look old. Um but that would work because by the time Batman shows up, Joker is super established in the underground and yeah, the crime scene, right? Because it's like you you can't do another Joker movie without Batman, right? Exactly. You couldn't even do the first one without Batman. Dude, exactly. They couldn't stay away from from the Waynes, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it, it would have been something to actually see if they stayed away from the Waynes. But because the Waynes are the money in Gotham, right? They couldn't uh, stay away from that. So that kind of makes it the Batman universe, right? So if maybe Joker is the first movie in this new Batman universe. Yeah. You know? And I wouldn't mind that. See, that's the thing. Because, like, I get why people want a sequel. Because I want to see what he does. Yeah. You know, like, we only get I want to see it- more crime. I want to yeah. see more anarchy from we him. We only you know? get, like, ten minutes of it, really. Like, it's it's really, like, or in this character, we get, like, maybe, like, half an hour. 
And like, yo, but you, but you know what's funny too? Like even after he gets the mega bond and stuff, and he's dancing in the staircase, it's it's very short lived because the cops are after him right after that. Yeah. So he's he's running for his life pretty much after he gets this confidence back, right? Or mm-hmm. or, or but not confidence back, but after he gathers this confidence finally, and he's all jokered out, he's just running for his life. He gets hit by a fucking car, right? Um, he makes it to the fucking, you know, he he does the talk show. He. That and was see, a good scene, by the way. That scene was awesome. That's why I want more, and I get it. Like, yeah. just that talk show scene alone, where I'm like, I want to see more of this energy. You yeah, exactly, I mean? because you see it in his face when he fucked up his joke, right? Yeah. Like, he was like, wait a minute. Like, that was my fucking joke. That was my punchline, you know? Yeah. Um, and now I have to make another one, and it's going to be me shooting your face, <laughs> you know? So, I, like, I I love the way that happened. It was very Joker-ish how he just kind of, you know, just took the gun and just shot him right in the face. Yeah, and then he, like, kind of dances off the stage and does yeah. – he talks to the camera. And I'm like, this is this is Batman animated series Joker, which is my favorite version. And, like, like that's the energy I want for – if you do a Joker 2, you got to do Joker and Batman. So, who knows? I why not do the Robert Pattinson shit? Figure it Listen, out. Like, I'm, why not? I'm ready for more Batman, dude. Like, especially after you give us Batfleck. And I dug Batfleck, so that's why I kind of want more Batman. They actually did a decent job with that Batman. I liked him too, yeah. That's why it's a shame because they had, they had some good ideas in that early DC universe, right? Like, mm-hmm. if they just made Man of Steel 2 and then introduced Batman at the end of Man of Steel 2, like... Then you could have started with the Wonder Woman too, you know, and then and then just brought everybody together. But they had to really establish that universe and not jump the gun so quickly on that man. Yeah, you're right. If they would have did Man of Steel two, and then like towards like maybe a couple scenes in, he he sees like bat like little bat things everywhere, and then you know then Batfleck shows up. You're right. I think yeah. that would have hit much harder. Just like it would have, but then they used oh because in the big fight with Zod he he damaged some you know Wayne satellites and Wayne buildings. I'm mad. My employees are dead because of you. Like, <clears throat> like honestly, I get you. That's lame, bro. Come on. Like we're talking about comic book shit, right? Like why we know there's destruction all the time in comic mm-hmm. books, right? So why even make that a matter of the fact? Maybe it could have been hey. You fucked up my satellite that I'm tracking all you superheroes in, yeah, right? Like, because I'm just, Batman. What's the like? They're, my favorite comic book story in general with Batman is like the Tower of Babel story. Uh, have you read that one or okay? So it's the one. Which where, one's that one about? So it's the one where I forget the villain that kicks it into action, but it's like the villain taps into all of Batman's plans to to like kill all the heroes or counter them, basically. So oh, like yes. Yeah, um, it, it, there was this arc called the Identity Crisis arc. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what it, where Tower of Babel, like, I think maybe I switched the names up. Where right Doctor Light, um, like pretty much found a way. Yeah, there we um, go. It's identity into the headquarters, crisis. and <laughs> dude, that was awesome. Like that's the one where Doctor Light goes to um, uh, Robin's dad's house and kills his dad, and then Batman cries. Yeah, it's it's stuff like that where it's like. Uh, <laughs> Batman has a contingency plan for all the heroes, and they basically have to do deal with all these plans. Exactly, and, and then they, like, yeah, they're like, how did this guy find out all our secrets? And then yeah. we figure out Batman is the one with the fucking. They made um, they made an animated movie about that too, right? Yes, yes. Uh, it was like it was. 
Uh, I forget. It was with Green Lantern in it too, right? I yes, believe. yes. Like, yeah, Lantern I, played a big role. I, th- I believe. I like the animated one too because the Flash's thing was like a bomb that was like in his wrist, and yeah. if he like if he stopped running, then it would if blow he, himself up or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, dude. It, those DC animated movies are quite a treat. <laughs> <laughs> those are. are so good. They really yeah. are good. Like I'm glad now that their cinematic universe is getting. A little bit better, but like we we've spoken about this, where they sh- they should have just focused on um on like one off movie, one Aquaman, one Wonder Woman. If it's mm-hmm. good, then we keep going. You know what I mean? Like a Joker movie here and there. Um, like this this Harley Quinn movie coming out, this Birds of Prey one coming out looks kind of cool. Like I'm down for it. It looks like they have a proper direction going. Um, but I don't like the fact that they're still using that that Leto Joker from. You know, Suicide Squad, because he still talks about Mr. J. I think, I think they're, I don't think he, what they're going to do is like reference it, but it's not going to be, I think it's just the idea Joker now. Well, in the trailer, remember the trailer, like she, she goes like, oh, I don't need Mr. J or something like that. Yeah. And I, you know, I guess it has to do that, right? Because it's the Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn. Yeah, I uh, guess so. But then like, like they got something going. <laughs> but you know what? If Warner spe- Brothers wants our money, like they, then they'll figure it out. Figure this out. You already fucked it up once, right? So it's like, they, I'm sure they're handling it better this time around, dude. But you know what I heard though? Like I was reading mm-hmm. that. Um, speaking of like like studios and universes, that Spider Man was gonna be like a Venom two. I'm down for that. Why not, dude? Fuck yeah, Tom Holland with fucking Tom Hardy. Yeah, like I'll, I'll take you, that either. You, it's it's the Joker problem, right? Where it's like yeah. you can't do another just Venom story. Like you, you can't. Like you're gonna need the fucking Spider Man in it as in some capacity, you know? Because yeah. one cannot live without the other. Exactly. Because it's based out of the Spider Man universe. It's, it's not a Venom universe, and Spider Man comes from it, you know? Yes. So, but they're gonna go with Woody Harrelson Carnage, I think, too, which is I'm, crazy. I'm Who would have thought, right? Yeah, I'm fine with that too. Fuck it. Like, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, Venom one, it was. It was fun. It has a lot of weird things, but like Tom Hardy was fun, and like I want to see more of him. It's just here we go, perfect like perfect tying all this shit together, Arturo. Where it's like I want like it's the Walking Phoenix thing, where it's like I want more Tom Hardy's Venom. <laughs> yeah, dude, Tom Hardy's Venom was great. Like I told you, it was like a monster buddy movie from the eighties. Yes, you know. Um, and then I was reading to that. Hopefully, we'll get more of the Michelle Williams Venom too, the the Lady Venom. Oh yeah, uh, yeah that was cool. And then um, I did like the whole making out with him to like uh, move the symbiote. Yeah, that that was cool, man. Yeah, so I'm glad you saw Joker though. Uh, now you get the big deal. Yeah, People, it's all about Joaquin though. It is all about Joaquin, and I get it. But you um, know, uh, oh. Um, I saw Star Wars, like I told you. Yeah, I was like, that. I was like, there's one big movie that we. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, you know, it was passable. Wow. You yeah, know, I, I'm so. It, it was surprised. better than the last one. It was better than the last one. Like legit, it was Empire Strikes Back with Return of the Jedi put together. So Ooh, okay. it, it, it since it's J.J. Abrams again. They were like, all right, fuck it. Since you already gave us a new hope already with Force Awakens, just give us another Empire and another Return of the Jedi. But unfortunately, they just crammed it onto one movie. You they, know, you think it would have hit better if he if he just did the full trilogy? I think 100% because you need one vision, especially if, if it's all going to be tied together. Like, mm-hmm. I would understand 
other directors if you were going to jump around and tell other stories. But because you're telling the same exact um, uh, Skywalker saga story that, that that's been being told, you need that one singular vision, especially in style, because because Ryan Johnson's style is different from J.J. Abrams' style, you mm-hmm. know, big time. And and we saw it in the Star Wars movie, and, and we see it in movies now. Like for example, like a J.J. Abrams movie isn't going to come close to what Knives Out is. It, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like Knives Out is a more like in terms of story it's a deeper story than what jj abrams can give you oh yeah speaking uh, uh just to detour this real quick um he, they're doing a, a universe with that now like well, uh well, that's out oh yeah, really it's gonna follow uh benoit blanc so daniel craig's character they're gonna do a sequel where he's investigating a new mystery and i'm that's fine with that awesome. dude that sounds great like give what, me more yeah that was great i'll take Gun, more daniel craig guns out <laughs> guns out knives out clubs out yeah you know, hell yeah <laughs> knuckles out yeah. oh knuckles out sounds right. good give me that one um uh bombs out bombs out sounds good but uh but yeah dude so with the star wars shit mm-hmm. I, I you definitely like i would have wished they would have made this movie into two you know but because of the last jedi they legit like made the Last Jedi very insignificant in the whole grand scheme of things. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, um, and uh, some of the good parts of the movie are the ending. Honestly, mm-hmm. like the last act of the movie was was good. I'd say really good. It was good. Um, I definitely enjoyed it more than the other two. There are some moments in there that um, my wife is sitting over there. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> So, um, uh, but there are some moments in there that you're like, oh, I wish they would have done that before because I would have been totally on board. It it feels like too little too late, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the movie, it feels like too little too late. Um, and it's crazy because me and my wife, uh, we just started watching randomly like the whole saga all over again, right? I was bored one day. I was like, I don't, I don't know what to, what to watch. So I put fucking Phantom Menace, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then like, you know. I talked a lot of shit about the original trilogy, but it's they're not half bad compared to what we've seen. I have the high ground, Anakin. I have the high ground. Revenge of the Sith was fucking great. Like it was really good. That's my favorite. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith was really good. Um, I just fucking wish Hayden Christensen was just a better actor, man. Um, it was it was his inflection, just the way he he spoke. Like it it really didn't command. You know, it's George Lucas's fault too, because like he didn't do anything to like try and direct him. You know? No, like you can tell because he's the same dude from Clone Wars into Revenge of the Sith, just with long hair and a scar. Right. You know, um, so you wish it would have been somebody more like not even a different person, but just a different approach to uh, to Anakin, you know? Yeah, like compare him to Obi-Wan, right? Where it's like yeah. you get a different Obi-Wan for each one because yes. Ewan McGregor is just a good actor. In I general. was just going to say like Obi-Wan evolved – Luckily, into what we got in Revenge of the Sith, because in part one and two, it was very corny. So Obi-Wan was very annoying, and I kind of wish that Qui-Gon Jinn lived until at least episode two, because it just, like, you can say that Darth Vader became Darth Vader because Qui-Gon Jinn's untimely death, right? Um, Because if he had that master, that guy who was still as experienced like as the other masters on the council, Ooh, he he would have yeah. he would he would have had that guidance, but because he died, he was pushed to um under the wing of um of Obi Wan too quickly, and Obi Wan wasn't prepared to be a master yet, right? So he was still Ooh. a Padawan when Qui Gon died, right? I, I dig it, yeah, because like 
it would also give an episode two like its big thing. You know, because episode two, I don't even remember like what its big thing was. The big thing in episode two was uh, the Clone War stuff, where yeah. they attack a uh, uh, Count Dooku and stuff, and Dooku fights Yoda, and then Anakin loses his arm because he thinks he can fight Count Dooku, and then Count Dooku is just very old, so it's very confusing to see that old man who has like an arthritic hand just fucking with force lightning coming out of it yeah it would have been better with the Qui-Gon Jinn and, and yeah. then um, you know what though I gotta give big props to Palpatine dude like Palpatine in episode 1 through 3 is just fantastic he's such a fucking manipulator he's such like a Sith that like knowing the whole story and the whole saga now right like just looking at him like manipulate and just drop hints and drop seeds here and there it's it's that honestly was the best character from episodes one through three. Like Dude. his his whole like like rise to power mm-hmm. is is very underrated. Dude. Um especially because he manipulates everyone in his way. Dude, it's fucking fantastic. He's such a Sith Lord, it's great. Dude. Um Dude. and and <laughs> sorry, no, I'm stuck in the do it. <laughs> do it. Do it, Anakin. Do it. I'm infinite power. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know what's weird when he fucking when he roasts Mace Windu, like yeah. he gets all roasted himself, and he looks just fucking disgusting. Like, yeah, when they give him the Palpatine face before, like he ages yeah. into Palpatine, dude. Like, it's, why it's couldn't weird. they come up with some like CGI Palpatine for the meantime? He just looked terrible. He, he looked did. like um, he had gills and shit right yeah. in his face. Yeah, it, it was like a butt face. <laughs> yeah, gills, he, he got like right? a six head. It was yeah, like he, a. He was like you know, like he was like the tip of a penis walking around. <laughs> You know, with gills on it. You know, it's like a bunch of like breathing gills and then, you know, a roasted penis tip. Yeah, yeah, you're so right, Arturo. Fucking Palpatine, though, but Palpatine legit. um, Do it. uh, But like, speaking of Palpatine. He's in nine, right? That's not a spoiler. No, that's not a spoiler. Um, But everything else um is is a spoiler as to what he does in nine right okay <laughs> as to what he does in nine and what he's responsible for and all that stuff did they but bring like, back like og palpatine like is it his voice like the same guy dude it's the same fucking dude you can tell because his, his face looks super aged but they're clever because <laughs> like the way he's back right it, it's like I, f- I forgot exactly how he got saved, but he's like a Sith and shit. But okay. um, they're back. A lot of the story takes place in the, in the Sith world, which is awesome. This place called Exegol, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like propped up on these like magnetic arms, right? So yeah, it yeah. looks okay. like it, it looks like he has like um a big joist in his back, just moving him around and stuff. So that was kind of cool. So so they like leaned into the fact that he's an old dude now. Okay. Yeah. They, they leaned into the fact that he should have been dead, period. Okay. A hundred percent. But it sucks because, um, again, it feels forced, right? Because th- there was no Palpatine in episode, um, oh, yeah. what was it, eight, you just get thrown Palpatine and you're like, damn, I wasn't ready for this Palpatine action right now. Like yeah. if they would have sprinkled it in bit by bit, um, like you would have like seen like, oh shit, you know, because one of the big things with that, um, one of the things you saw when you first see Palpatine, like in the movie is that he had a bunch of um, uh, like clones looking like uh, that Lord guy that, oh, what was that big headed monster guy? Snoke? Snoke. Yes. Um, so like you see that, like you see like 
that he's been manipulating shit from the back end because he Snoke was like mm, he made Snoke or some okay. shit. Yeah, I wish. Um, yeah, like if you wanted to do Palpatine in nine, we should have had some in seven. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't just fucking. It's like when you season something and you marinate something, right? Like mm-hmm. it takes its time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it it pays off well because the flavor is good when you eat it, right? But then in this version, we got food that was put to cook unseasoned, right? And then all of a sudden, you want to fucking throw a load of pepper and salt on it. And mm. then you're like, wait a minute, this is not the way it is because just it won't it won't cook inside. So you, you'll eat one piece that's salty, one piece that's peppery, you know? And then you're left with this shitty taste in your mouth like, damn, I wish they would have seasoned this shit properly. That's exactly what happened with Star Wars God, right now. Arturo, that's a brilliant way to put it. Yeah. Um, now I get it. Because yes. I was like, because seeing like the critics' response, like you got like a 50-something, I think, of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean, I would give it a five or six too, honestly. Wow. okay. Um, only because it's like, you had these good ideas and you have this this awesome part, um, uh, in my opinion, that gives you another like perspective and another kind of cool character to fuck with, right? Mm-hmm. So, But then you do this at the end and then you kill me because it's – you could have thrown this in the other movie and not have to just cram everything and kind of – taking your time with the send-off because this was because this movie was supposed to be the return of the jedi let's be straight about it right Mm -hmm. like but the first half was fucking empire strikes back shit was just going down you know um and it was just too much it was too much um and and it they tried to save it at the end but it was too little too late well, at least yeah. they got that Mandalorian showdown, I guess. Dude, I, I want to see... Yo, that last episode of Mandalorian was fucking great. I, I've seen up to, like, six. I think I'm on episode six now. Uh, they're almost there. There's a fluff, I think, in episode six or seven. Yeah, one of the no, ones I just watched is all fluff, but it, yeah, it's, 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 it, it's an adventure show, really. So I dig Yeah, it. it's the one where he has to go save some guy, and then he gets trapped or something himself. Okay, no, I just saw the one about a bounty... And, like, a, another guy trying to, like, hire him to go get some other, like, Mulan. <laughs> was, I forget her real name. Uh, <laughs> Ming's, Ming-Na Wen? I think that's Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's the one I just saw. Yeah, but, like, like uh, it's an adventure show. Speaking yeah. of shows, um, The Witcher, right? Oh, oh Henry Cavill, R.I.P. Have you seen The Witcher? Superman. I've seen episode one, and I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the thing with The Witcher. It's going to get better in season two. Um, okay. So they – I don't know what they were thinking, but they decided to just kind of throw everything at you without kind of telling you where everything is going. So you get a lot of back and forth, back and forth without knowing it's back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. So near the end of the season – everything goes back to the first episode, which is present day. So the whole time you're watching the show, it's in the past. It's not in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, There's only one storyline in the present, but you figure that shit out as you go. And you're like, wait a minute, this is it's fucking up my my senses. Because like, I'm jumping around from everywhere. I'm like, is this guy supposed to be here or there? So they didn't do a good job of that. But then 
towards the end, I think the final two episodes really did a good job of kind of bringing all the suspense together yeah, once you knew I'd, that I'd the ap- timeline was clear. I'd close. appreciate, like, at least the grudge, just going all the way back to the grudge. At least, like, you understand it's a flashback within a flashback within a flashback or whatever. Yes, exactly. Then, Here, you don't it, get that at all. Yeah, it gives you title cards, too. You know, yes. it gives you, like, 2004 or whatever. And Yeah, exactly. I know, I guess it would have broke The Witcher, but it's like, I... I get you want to be experimental, but also you also have to be watchable. You know I want I mean? to be able to watch this shit. You know yeah, what I mean? I want to be able to absorb the world the way you want me to. Like the first episode, uh, like I just saw, um, a lot of cool shit's happening. I wish I knew what it was. You know, I wish I cared. Yeah. Yeah, and then the way they just throw you Cavill coming out of the swamp after killing a monster. And his eyes are black, and then it's like, why are his eyes black? His, he usually doesn't get black eyes. And then you figure it out. It's that he has to drink a potion when he's fighting a monster. That way he gets like, extra power or some shit. That's when his eyes turn black. But you don't figure that shit out until you see it in action. Yeah. Like two like episodes I, or three episodes in. I thought that was just a punchy way to start the show. And I was like, cool, okay, just throwing me right into it and explain it later. But then it's like, yeah, then he does all the hopping around shit. And I'm, I just... Ah, oh, man. Yeah, because I, I want right, to so enjoy this world, but it's since making you saw it the first to. episode, yeah. um, uh, Princess uh, Siri, right? The mm-hmm. little blonde girl, mm-hmm. right? That's present day, right? Okay. So everything else is not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much like um, when when the story makes it that he has to like meet her or she has to find him and she's like that, that's when everything connects. But like the only time you know you're in present time is when you see that little girl on screen. Ah, uh, okay. That'll make yeah. it easier. But that's the yeah. thing, like, explain that to me. Like, that, that's I, what I'm saying. Dude. I know. Then, I hate like, to, like, I hate to sound like one of those guys where I'm like, you know, like, I want to be able to be like, oh, have the benefit of the doubt or whatever, but. No, but like, people ex- were praising this shit and I'm like, wait a minute, why are they praising this stuff? It's like, it, it took me a while to kind of, okay, I'll watch The Witcher again, but it really felt like, uh, my wife put it in a great way where it felt like you were watching an episode of like Xena or like Hercules mm. um, where it seemed like there was some goofy shit in it, you know, and yeah. uh, and it was like adventure and all that stuff. But it, it definitely feels that way when you're watching it um, because each episode is like an adventure that's leading to him, um, you know, connecting with this little princess. Yeah, and if you wanted to do this out of order shit, just just give it like uh, uh, what what would it have hurt just to put a little little thing at the bottom going like oh present or, day or something or even or even the like well no you know what because you know why because it flips off too much yeah. that's <laughs> so you, the, mm-hmm. yeah, that's go. why too because it goes back and forth so you would always be seeing title cards going oh present day back and forth you know the past present past present you'd be like fuck this dude yeah I think that's what it is like uh, I don't know I it's it's handled in the grudge better. <laughs> We're like, yeah, you, you follow that it's like a flashback and you follow where things are because you get to know people. I think that's what it is, right? Like in The Witcher, I don't like, I guess like we're getting Dude, to know him. But, but even like, then, but even then, like there's so many characters yes. and their names are all fucking weird. And you're like, I don't know who the fuck is important. Who am I supposed to care about? Yes. And, and like, again, like it's only later on where you're like, oh, that's the character from this episode and that episode. And then they all get together. I guess they did it because it's a binge series. You know, if it were like a weekly show on like fucking AMC or something, I don't think they'd be able to do that. <laughs> No, but they got to work on the second season quick because 
Like, you can't just give me a shitty story, like, in pacing and then give me good shit the last episode. It's like, no, you should have given me good shit since fucking episode one and on, dude. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter how high budget it is if you don't care about any of it. Like, that that's pretty much it. Like I, the end of this first episode has like this full ass like fucking battle and like super bloody and like he's chopping off heads and shit. Yeah, and yeah, it's I, bloody. It's dope though. Like yeah, the gore is pretty cool. That's cool, but I was like, yeah. I wish I knew what things were. <laughs> yeah, you wish you knew what the fuck was going on. Right? And I'm like, and I'm not always good with faces, so it's like that's another thing on top of that. I'm like, oh, that's this person. And I'm oh, like, you're gonna uh, be so lost then. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not good with faces, you're going to be so lost when it gets to, like, the middle of the season. Yeah, dude, because, like I, like, I like to watch these shows during work, and, like, I I try watching the first one like that, so I had to restart it later. I was like, What's, <laughs> I was like what did I miss? What the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> yeah, like, I saw Lucifer during work, so I was able to watch that. Uh, oh, how, how was that? How was dude, that show, Lucifer? Do you know executive producer is Jerry Bruckheimer? Ah, uh, we were just talking about good old Jerry, right? Yeah, like it's a it's a good show. It's based off a uh, Neil Gaiman shit, right? It, it's the comic book. Well, it's based off the the Lucifer you meet in the Sandman series. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then I read a lot of the comic books, and they were great. I didn't know how it would translate to the show. Dude, being I that dig being it. that Lucifer is a blonde guy in the comic books, it was weird seeing the the brunette. No, but he's he's good. He makes up for it by like if you want a show about like just a charming dude, you know, who's also like the devil, you know, and Great. like perfect. I yeah, it's Satan. just yeah, it's just a guy who gets to like play around. You know what I mean? Like it's clear he loves the character. And, yeah, like, that's good because it was um the comic books were good and they you know it was a good dude actually. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was Satan helping people out. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. Like it's an episodic cop show, so I guess that's the thing where it's like, you know, um, it, it, third season gets a little bit bloated, and I get that's why it was almost canceled forever. Mm, okay, and, but like Netflix season four is clean, season one's clean, season two you get a little bit of the rough stuff. Season three is the roughest one, but it's also got a lot of like the they go they they do some wild ash like not wild shit, just like they go for the concepts, you know? Okay, cool. Like shit, they start man. they start playing around with the characters and like in season four is like the payoff to all of that. And like no, I I dig it because it's like um like I said, the the guy's really charming and even though it's episodic, every one of those things leads to a character bit of character growth for him. Oh, that's so good. So he's like he's always learning about the world and himself with each it's new. Like, oh, like, these humans ain't so bad. Yeah, yeah. So it's like each, <laughs> each new murder he's they're like investigating. He's selfish about it, and he says it like in the show. So it's like it always reminds you too. It's always smart about that because he's like, oh, this tight like, and it keeps him in character. You know, because he's like, oh, he's selfishly pursuing these things. But yeah, because like he's he, fucking Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, and he ends yeah. up learning about himself in the process. And it's shit, one that's of cool. Things. Yeah, I dig I, it. I gotta yeah. catch that. Then. I gotta watch that shit. I, I definitely recommend it. Like, if you're looking for more stuff on Netflix, because like season five is coming out and they're gonna end it, so it's like I, I definitely want to see where it ends. Shit, cool. Fuck, dude, we've been talking for a bit now. I mean, look, we had to do the catch up, and if, hey, man, you know, we had a good conversation about movies in general, right? I agree. But uh, yeah, just to wrap everything up, the Grudge. Wait for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. wait until it's on TV. I, I always forget we were talking about the grudge. Yeah, that was the whole point of this conversation. <laughs> um, we got way out of track. Oh, dude, yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, the grudge had good gore, uh, a stale story, had good concepts. 
like we mentioned, I wish it would have g- given it to us in a, like a little like either anthology or a little mini series mm-hmm. um, focusing on each of the stories that actually were more interesting by themselves than put together. <laughs> Agree. Uh, um, but yeah, dude, we we saw some good stuff during the holidays. I hope everyone out there had a good holiday. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, uh, we'll be back uh, talking about uh, the new movie coming out uh, underwater with um, uh, what's her face, Kristen Stewart, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's basically um, what's her face at this point, right? Yeah, right. like I read this nice little quip that said that uh, it was like a great popcorn horror movie we'll see about that on fucking thursday night i mean look it's january and after the grudge i'm like the the best we could hope for is like average right yeah but listen that gore though and the grudge dude yeah you know what i'm hoping they gave me the the blood and guts dude you're right like i'm hoping underwater surprises in some way like i mean i hope they do something fun we saw an old lady throw herself off the fucking staircase (laughs) you know just (laughs) kind of break everything which is great um uh, and uh we saw a great fucking drowning in a tub right yeah so um let's just hope underwater it's pg-13 right yeah but you don't really need it for i don't think you need gore and in, in a survival submarine thing there's a lot of that oh man it, it's monsters too it's like a monster shit yeah i guess we'll talk about this next time in full but like the deep sea horror shit yeah yeah dude that's the next uh that's the next episode so you mm-hmm. guys uh, stay tuned for that um uh and once again this was episode 18 of the morgue uh and with me uh nick valdez mm-hmm. and i am arturo padilla and uh thanks for joining us and once again tex it's a scary world out there but we will walk them through it bit by bit oh yeah uh follow us on all the all the feeds you know all the feeds already go on instagram go on facebook follow corpse feed um uh, you can message me about artwork and music and all that stuff and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a pleasure to share all that stuff so and, uh, please feel free special thanks to glenn for- special thanks to glenn happy birthday glenn he just had his birthday january 1st nice uh so uh he was a new year baby which is fucking crazy I gotta make fun of him for that. But uh, <laughs> thanks, Glenn, for the music. Appreciate it. Um, uh, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.